You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Our phone number, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash catholicchicago. Again, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Hoynham Cathedral. No Mark Teresi today. He is unable to join us. We have a tremendous program lined up for the full hour. We have, well, here's the thing. Today on Catholic Chicago, Sister Angela de Fatima Coelho, author of Inside the Light, Understanding the Message of Fatima, and postulator of the cause of Saints Jacinta and Francisco Marto, two of the visionaries of Fatima, joins us via Zoom all the way, get this folks, she's all the way Zooming us from Portugal. Along with Sister Angela on the program is Chicago radio legend and founder of the Broken Mary Project, Chicago's very own Kevin Matthews. Sister Angela and Kevin Matthews, welcome to the program. Sister, how are you this morning? How are you, Kevin? Good, thank you. Good morning, Father Greg. It's an honor for me to be here all around the world. So all the world became so short. (laughs) You have now, you hold the record for the longest distant guest. Am I right, Michael and Brian? Portugal? That's a a tough one to top. So it, uh, and Kevin, you're calling from where? Or we're getting you live streamed from where? I'm, I'm. I'm speaking in northern Michigan so uh, tonight. So I'm up in northern Michigan, up by Traverse City. So I'm not in Fatima like uh, Sister is. I'm, I'm closer to you, Father. <laughs> in the state of Michigan here in the United States. Well, I know this will mm-hmm. be a fascinating hour. And I have to first ask this, and that is, Sister Angela, give us your background. Just growing up as a girl, when did you enter religious life? And just maybe briefly your background. Yes, Father. Well, I was born in Porto, the second largest city of Portugal. Uh, and uh, before I joined my sisters, the Alianza of Santa Maria, Alliance of Holy Mary, first I graduated in the medical school, also in Porto, and I joined them in 1995. So I did my process of, as a novice, then I eventually became mistress of novices of my community. And since 2009, I became the vice postulator and then the postulator of the cause of Francisco and Jacinta. Then in 2014, I became the vice postulator of the cause of Sister Lucia, which I'm still working on this. Now, even take it one step further, I know that you and Kevin Matthews, first of all, Kevin's been a Chicago legend on radio. So I I can say, Kevin Hate you, hate your show. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Poor <laughs> so, sister. Thank you. You're you're a good Kevhead, uh, uh, Father. You yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. 
<laughs> I got that from Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock, who reminded me of that. But I love that. He's saying, love you, love your show. Great. Hate you, hate, yeah. hate your show. So, Sister Angela, yeah. I do really like Kevin, so I don't think I'm making fun of yes, you. Yes, no, we, we've known each other. And, and Chicago's just got such, it had and does such rich radio history and entertainment. So that means a lot, Father. Oh, yeah, going back to your background. Sister Angela, I have to ask you this. How did you meet Kevin Matthews? How did you become friends? Well, I, we met in Fatima. I did not know he was a legend of the radio of Chicago. <laughs> he was not how to tell me. But I met Kevin with Father Mark and one sister. They went to Fatima a couple of years ago. Uh, because Father Mark was not very interested on, I think I can say this, mm. on even a pilgrimage to Fatima or being in Fatima, not to speak with this sister, uh, to speak about the first Saturday devotion. So this sister from the poor clerises, I think, or from, uh, I don't remember quite well, Kevin, uh, do you remember the order of the sister? I think she was connected with the sacrament, the Holy Sacrament sisters. Well, nevertheless, she and Kevin, who met me, I don't know, through some conferences, convinced Father Mark to go to visit me in Fatima to speak about First Saturday. Father Mark tells this with very sense of humor, feeling like I'm not feeling well, I don't want to go to speak with his old nun about <laughs> Fatima. But, you know, he could not resist Kevin's um, invitation and these other sisters. So they visit me in my postulation office. And we were like, well, first of all, he was impressed because I was not old. old. I mean, I'm not so young, but I'm not old. You're very young. <laughs> and, uh, and he was not, I think he, well, we, we spoke for a couple of hours. What was supposed to be a 30-minute conversation, we spoke several hours about First Saturday Devotion and uh, the Immaculate Art of Mary. So in the end of the talk, he said, um, well, I have to speak with our bishop. You have to go to the United States to speak in Grand Rapids. So that's how everything came together. And then I met Kevin and the Broken Mary uh, project and all the miracles that happened. And I was so touched with my visit to Grand Rapids. Now, am I right in saying, Sister Angela, you're trying to make your way to Chicago or the United States to give a talk here? Yes, I was supposed to be there right now or close to this point. Uh, but the, the pandemic situation did not allow the, the, the travel to be to, to happen. Uh, yes, but I was invited for, uh, well, Kevin and Father Mark and, uh, you know, to go and speak about the message of Fatima. Now, this, was, this should have been at St. John Cantius when? Yeah. When was this going to happen, Kevin? That was going to happen in October before the uh, 13th, of course, because Sister had to be back to uh, Fatima. But uh, we were uh, having her come in October, and then again with travel restrictions, we had to cancel. And I have done many things with uh, Father John or uh, Saint John Cantius with Father Josh in the past. We did a a big walk procession of thousands mm -hmm. came, and I I love my uh, my relationship with you, Father, and the cathedral. So uh, sister has never spoken in Chicago and I think she has written one of the most profound, beautiful books of, of this decade. If not, it is just one of the most profound books that I wish everyone would read because it's a, uh, it's an absolutely beautiful book no, it's, it's, and it's just got Mary all over it. 
That's what I love. I I just we're sister. Angela is Mary is and um, I and the three children. I just I, she's written a beautiful book. Now it's inside the light, understanding the message of Fatima, uh, Sister Angela. What is understanding the message of Fatima? What is that message? Well, Father Greg, one of the things that took me to write this book is that many of us, the Catholics, uh, have a superficial understanding of the message. So for most of us, if you ask everyone, what is the message of Fatima? They speak about Our Lady, three children, uh, the secrets, and that's all. Maybe pray the rosary, which is already good. But um, it's such a deep mean. It's such a deep message with... Um, Within the, the dialogues of the Virgin Mary and the angel, all the events of this 13 period of years of uh, the message of Fatima, that we call the message of Fatima, so many things took place and so many theological components are on this message that uh, we try to put this in a language that is theological uh, in one hand, in, but in the other hand, very simple that people could understand easily all the spiritual contents of the message of Fatima. So like Father, like Kevin also said, it's a Marian devotion, of course, but it's also Trinitarian. Some people are very much surprised when they realize that the message of Fatima in 1916 started with the angel and the most holy Trinity. And in 1929, when it finishes, when it ends, ends with the vision of the Most Holy Trinity. So in the beginning and in the end of Fatima is not only Our Lady, but above all, our God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, for example, it's a very Eucharistic message because the angel brings Jesus in the Eucharist, gives communion to the children, and again in the last apparition, we see the chalice and the host. Um, it's a very ecclesial um, or, or there is a very deep perspective of our church, the mystery of our church, um, the suffering of the Pope, of the Holy Father. So it's in this message, much more than the Marian devotion only, it's all these most important aspects of our faith. I can say, Father Greg, without being too exa exaggerating, that all the dogmas of our Catholic faith are present in the message of Fatima. And that's what I try to show and, and try to explain to people. Well, having you, Sister Angela, on the program, a real expert on the whole Fatima and the theology, and the doctrine and the visions behind it all, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. Anybody with a question regarding Fatima, now is your opportunity to call. We do, as Kevin Matthew says, have a tremendous expert with us on the program this morning about Fatima. So if there's any question you want to ask about Fatima for Sister Angela, now is the time to call 312-255-8408 here on WNDC 750. And, you know, the, the first appearance was in 1916 and the last in yes. 1929. A total, how many yeah. appearances in those 13 years, how many appearances over those 13 years, Angela? So the angel appeared three times, 1916, the angel of peace for three times. Then Our Lady, the Our Lady of the Rosary, Our Lady of Fatima appeared in 1917, six times from May to October on the 13th of each month. 
1925, in Spain, Pontevedra, Our Lady appeared just to Sister Lucia, because two, day, two, two years earlier, Jacinta died and Francisco died in 1919. So 1925, only Lucia was with us. And it, this is the so-called and famous apparition of the first Saturdays. And 1929, in Tui, Spain, again, the Most Holy Trinity and Our Lady appeared to Lucia with the theme of the consecration. So we have 13 apparitions. So the thing is now, those two children, two of them died rather young. Yes. Jacinta died in 1920. How old was she, by the way? In 99. Well, Jacinta was almost 10. So she died actually with nine years old. And she is the youngest saint in the history of the church. Wow. Non-martyr. Yeah. She is the first, chi the first child to be canonized along with Francisco. <laughs> non-martyr and francisco died with almost 11 years old in 1919 so they are the youngest saints in the history of the church isn't this amazing father greg is nine years old and 11 years old yes yes well, I was outside, you know something like kevin i was outside playing football and baseball at the age of nine and eleven yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm now close to it you know father one of the most beautiful things is when lucia will be canonized i don't i do not want to anticipate it the judgment of the church, of course, but I, I do believe she is a saint. She will. She died with ninety-seven, so she will become one of the oldest saints in the history of the church. <laughs> so Fatima reaches from seven to ninety-seven. So everybody in the church fulfilling the message of Fatima can really be. Um, we know we are sure that fulfilling these requests of the Blessed Mother, we can achieve sanctity. We can open our hearts to the Holy Spirit so he can make us like Jesus. Angela, what like year did Jesus. Sister Lucia pass away? When, when did she die? She passed died? away in 2005, February 13th. On 2005. How ironic, yes. you know, 2005. So someone could say, oh, what a coincidence. She died on the 13th of the month. But great, I'll give you a great definition yes. of coincidence. A coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. A coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. On that note, we're going to take a break here on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackwitz, and our guests are Sister Angela and Kevin Matthews. Stay with us. We'll be back after these messages. And again, do not touch that dial. bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, 
Call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. In recent weeks, many people have reached out to Catholic Charities to ask what we are doing to help our Afghan brothers and sisters. They also ask how they can join us in our work. Current estimates suggest that 50,000 refugees are headed to our shores in the coming weeks. Based on a decade of experience in refugee resettlement, we predict that it will cost $50,000 to resettle a family of four for six months. This includes housing, food, clothing, and other urgent needs as they establish new lives in Chicago. As Jesus tells us, whatsoever you do for the least of my people, that you do on to me. Please assist us as we welcome the first 10 families. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate to our special refugee resettlement appeal or call Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, or get us on youtube.com slash catholicchicago, and um, do call in because we have a tremendous program today with Sister Angela de Fatima Coelho, author of Inside the Light, Understanding the Message of Fatima, and Chicago radio legend Kevin Matthews, founder of the Broken Mary Project. We're just going to switch gears for a moment. Uh, Kevin, give us a little bit about your background because... Many, 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 many people in Chicago remember you on radio here in Chicago for how many years? From I got to Chicago just as the Bears won the Super Bowl in uh, 1986, mm-hmm. and then I left in 2005. And kudos to you, Father, too, because you've got heritage in the broadcast world uh, as as well. And... Um, uh, it, it just was such a beautiful time to be in Chicago. So much was happening. Michael Jordan was in from the Carolinas, part of the Bulls. And it was just culturally, it was just the perfect storm, if you will. And then radio started to implode. And I decided I'm going to go back to Michigan where it all started. And I also was diagnosed. Doctors thought I had a brain tumor. And the parallels, what I love about Sister Angela and my friendship uh, with Sister is there is no such thing as a coincidence, Father. You said so yourself. And 
I was led to Fatima. I'm now in Leland, Michigan, in the UP, and I'm speaking tonight on behalf of, of Mary. And you ask about my relationship, how I started in in Chicago, and now I'm I I, I take this statue of Our Lady of the Broken around and it's people, Kevin, what happened to you? When did you turn into a Jesus freak? And I have to laugh because I really, I, I, I kind of was like Chris Farley in Chicago. You know, I mean, it was just sophomoric and we did everything. Unfortunately, I knew Chris and Chris died. But here I am with Our Lady. And in my book, Broken Mary, A Journey of Hope, I explain how I met Sister Angela and how it wasn't a coincidence and how my parallels with this miracle, this road that I'm on, very parallel to, to Fatima. I, my, God is the most important thing in my life, and it was God in my message of Broken Mary. Um, I, I was first touched by God. Then I was touched by Christ. And now I am with Mary. And um, just as sisters speaking, um, and the message of Fatima today in 2021, I think is more important now than it's ever been. It's ever been. And, and again, sister has written one of the most changing books I've read. The last book I've read was Father Don Calloway, who I know and I spoke with. But look at what Father Don wrote about Joseph. And Father Don wrote a letter to the Pope, and now this year we celebrate um, the beauty of Joseph. And what I love about Sister Angela is her book reminds us of the beauty and hope of the world. And Sister said something very beautifully when I was with her last time, somebody asked her about the secrets. So everybody wants to know about the secrets. And she, and some woman said, tell us about the three secrets. And she said, the three secrets are Yusinta, Francisco, and Lucia. And the message Sister Angela brings is love. God, God, love. That's what we need today. And I love this book. Uh, because those little children were inside the light, and Mary wants us to join her inside the light. And um, it's a beautiful book. I've never highlighted so many pages in all my life. That's just a beautiful way of doing it. And we talk about, like in your own life, Kevin, that you had said in the program, when you're on the program here about several months ago or half a year ago, you lose track of time, that... When you discovered the literally broken Mary in a trash bin, your life at that time was terribly broken. Am I correct? Mm. Oh, without a doubt. I, um, I was physically broken. They said you might have a brain tumor. I was out of radio. I lost my job. And uh, I, no coincidence how I found uh, this statue. I was led to a dumpster by God. And okay, I, now briefly tell us that, that briefly tell us that story, Kevin. Real quick, I'm 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 back from Chicago. It's the year's 2011. I've lost my job. 
I've got MS, I'm in treatment, it's, my world's imploded. And I hear a voice and it says, get your wife some flowers. I look up and here's a flower shop. Again, no coincidence. I pull in, I get out of my truck, it's just snowed. I look over by a dumpster and I see, I, I can tell, it's, I see this, stat, this statue of the Virgin Mary. And I'm not a religious man at this point at all. I'm broken. I am, I'm, I'm broken. I just compared my life to Chris Farley or this party animal. And I went over to the dumpster and I heard this voice that said, will you deny me? Will you deny my mother? It was very stern. There's my moment with Christ. And how I got this statue is in the book. But it's almost as though I look back as um, Jesus has become like my big brother. And he, at that moment, he's like, hey, I'm going to leave you with my mom and she's going to clean you up. And I've been with her now over 10 years. And if you're with Mary, she, the first thing she's going to teach you is the rosary, uh, because the rosary is the life of Christ. And I just have a love and devotion to the rosary and, and to, to Mary. We're all broken, Father. We're all broken. You know, you're broken, I'm broken, sister's broken, we're all broken, but we're loved by God. And that's what I love about Sister Angela. That's what I love about you, Father, the show you do. That's what I love about tonight. I'm speaking. I don't know who's coming, but the people that are supposed to be there will be there. And my message is it's it's not over. Don't focus on you remember when Christ said, focus on me and not the storm. And we're in the valley of tears right now. But it's God wins, Father. How's that? Well, very simply, to the chase. when you went to get yeah. your wife flowers, you no more were expecting to find a virgin blessed statue no. in a dumpster than going to the moon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so it's how God spoke through your heart. Uh, Sister Angela, just for a moment, how were you originally even led to Fatima? Were you asked to go? I mean, when it just, you back up here a little bit, that you become a real pro in the whole Fatima story, written a beautiful book. Your background have been so, part of your life has been just given to this. How did your whole start of Fatima happen? Well, Father, it all started with my father and my mother. We are, uh, we were a very Catholic family. Uh, and uh, um, I remember my father, he was a businessman with a, with a factory, something in the, in the clothes industry. And uh, he died when, uh, when I was very young. He died when I was nine years old. But one thing I remember about him is that uh, in the mind of a child, my father was a very powerful man because he was the boss of this factory with more than 60 employees. So my father was a very important man. And my surprise is that every single night before we go to bed, that very powerful man used to go on his knees in front of a statue of Our Lady of Fatima with all the family. And we used to pray the rosary every single night. So I remember as a child to think, wow, this woman must be the most powerful one because my father, a very powerful man on his knees in front of this statue, so this was my first contact that I remember with the Blessed Mother, with Our Lady of Fatima. Then eventually my father died on a car accident and our life changed. We moved to uh, Oporto, the city that I was then uh, went to school. And my mother, 
became close to the founder of my order, Alianza de Santa Maria. They were already friends, but they became closer so we could receive some help, some spiritual help. And slowly, I, I, did, I, I felt the calling to be a sister, a religious sister, and I felt attracted to this group of sisters that were growing up. We were not yet born in the, the order. And then I realized they were dedicated to spread the message of Fatima. And, and immediately I felt at home because in their chapel, there was the statue of the same powerful woman that was in the statue of my own house, the, the Our Lady of Fatima. So I joined them in 95. I did not know I was going to be so involved with the cause of Francisco and Jacinta, for example. Of course, that I did not know. But yes, um, I was attracted to this order because they were very devoted to the message of Fatima. So that's how I ended up working with this. Because my father, with the rosary on his hands, in the, on his knees in front of the Blessed Mother praying the rosary. So, so it's father, fascinating that how you were a little girl, and your dad, a powerful man, you know, owning and running a company, had people working under him, yet he, he on his knees every night saying the rosary to this, quote, powerful woman, Blessed Virgin Mary, and it yes. so stayed with you, and to have lost your father at the age of nine, you were just a little girl, and your dad was taken from you, and um, yeah. it just, it just it's an amazing, amazing story. We're going to go to a break here. Love that story. We're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also, you can get us on YouTube dot com slash catholic chicago we're talking to sister angela kevin matthews join us after the break stay with us and do not touch that dial Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. 
The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. We can also be seen on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Our guests, Sister Angela de Fatima Coelho, author of Inside the Light, Understanding the Message of Fatima, and also with us, Chicago radio legend and founder of Broken Mary Project, Kevin Matthews. Maybe for just a moment, uh, uh, Sister uh, Angela, when were Jacinta and Francisco canonized saints in our church? May 13, 2017, so, so 100 years after the apparitions. And then where is, it, where is the whole process at now with Sister Lucia? Well, right now it's in the Roman stage. We are finishing the position. Father, for you to have an idea, each process before to proclaim the heroicity of the virtues has two phases, two stages, the diocesan phase and the Roman phase. The diocesan phase, it's when we collect all the readings of the servant of God and the testimonies. Uh, with Sister Lucia, we finished that in 2017, and we collect 16,000 pages. So all of that went to Rome, her writings and the testimonies of people who met her. Uh, and now we are writing what they call the posicio. So it's like a summary of the virtues of her life. So we are presenting to the theologians that work for the congregation of the saints, the, the arguments to show, to prove that she lived the virtues in an heroic grade. So that she, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, achieved the grace of configuration with Christ. So that, she's, that she can be a model for us who are disciples of, of Jesus. Now, what about the miracle aspect where you have to approve miracles as part of sainthood? Where is that process at? Well, Father, that is a very interesting question is because a saint, it's not only a model, but it's also an intercessory. So we have to prove that, okay, she's in heaven because she imitates Christ, but now she's so close to God that she intercedes for us. That's when the miracles come arrive. So uh, when the decree of heroicity of her virtues will be signed by Pope Francis, which didn't happen yet, uh, we will need one miracle for the beatification and another one for the canonization. So the, the miracle aspect is uh, uh, like, it's like the sign of God. It's like the signature of God that yes, this child of mine is so close to me that I receive her prayers through you, through you that are members of the mystical body of Christ. So it's underlying the intercessory aspect 
of the, the servant of God. Now, what are the miracles being attributed to Sister Lucia under scrutiny right now or review? Well, right now we were studying one, but the Congregation of the Saints did not approve. So mostly our physical graces and um, yeah, health, health problems. Sometimes people ask her also to, you know, situations of conversion of members of the family, others uh, economical and, and financial questions. So the only thing I can tell you is that she is a very powerful intercessor, but we did not, we don't have yet the miracle necessary for the beatification, let me put it this way. So mm-hmm. let me, Father, take this opportunity to ask those who are listening to us that can go to the website of Sister Lucia. They have the prayer of canonization there because we need people to pray for her canonization. Because it is a grace of the Holy Spirit when the church canonizes one of these children. Um, it's, it's really a, a grace for all the world. And uh, we need to ask for it. Uh, so it's a gift from God that we need to ask. So, and we, Sister Angelo, what is the website for Sister Lucia? Is uh, Lucia.pt. So Lucia.lucia.pt. You can go there. There is, or or you can write to the address that is there, and I can send you material that you need, the prayer cards, photos. You know anything we can do right now uh because yes i need as many people as i can to pray for the canonization of sister lucia okay along those lines uh, kevin when was your very first time to fatima well again father what's ironic is there's no such thing as a coincidence um i when we put broken mary a uh, father mark is a priest that i knew and still, I love him. I mean, I, I, it's, that's where I attend church at St. Anthony's. But he asked, because uh, I, I had two pieces of this statue of, of Our Lady, and he gave me um, this place I could have her repaired. And we decided just to put two halves together. And that's when really everything hit me. I just, this guy, he wanted to paint her and put new hands on her, make her look brand new. And I said, no, I, I, she's broken like me. Let's just put her together and let's keep her and and i like the brokenness and i then went home and had this statue with me but when this window of three years i have this urge to i I start to attend church more i have an urge to learn the rosary i'm going to start recording a rosary app i ask people to take the statue if you've got someone who's sick who's in hospice or intensive care or if people in prisons, suddenly Our Lady of the Broken started to go to the broken. And then they had such powerful um, testimonies. Father Mark said, you should write a book. And I did with the help of Sister, um, a a Franciscan nun. I got um, a publishing deal through Matthew Kelly, and I was able to take the proceeds of the book and take this nun, Father Mark and myself, to Fatima for the hundredth anniversary. And I just loved Fatima, the rosary, Mary. It's Mary sent me to Fatima. I meet Sister Angela. Here we are. It's 2021. Sister has written such a beautiful, it's not just a book. It's a roadmap to eternity. And I've even taken the opportunity because Sister was saying, um, 
in order for Sister Lucia to be a saint, she needs, we need a miracle and it will happen. And there was a woman I've been praying for. I've been asking sister, please help this woman in Chicago. She's very sick. And I, to this day, I pray for an intervention of Sister Lucia uh, for a miracle. So folks, here's a beautiful opportunity to pray and 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 this will happen. Sister will become a saint. And I love the opportunity that uh, we're given here and and I applaud sister's work. It, it just it just fascinates me, Kevin, to hear your story. Here you were a big DJ in Chicago, mm-hmm. 86 to 05. After that, the whole industry kind of plummeted in, in your line of work, and here you lose your job, you are broken. And mm-hmm. talk about a game changer. And again, no coincidence how the Blessed Virgin yeah. Mary has so touched your life, changed your life. And also right. even for Sister Angela, here the, this little girl sees her father. We, we kneel as a family yeah. every night to say a rosary to the Blessed Mother. And your life is drawn to religious life. And how your lives have come together through Mary... Here it's 2021, and there's a great line that says, uh, life is a mystery to be lived and not a problem to be solved. It's a great line. <clears throat> life is a mystery to be lived and not a problem to be solved. And in all your uh, findings, Sister Angela, in all the research you have done, um, what's been the, the biggest insight you discovered in writing this book about, about the Blessed Mother and Fatima what insight would you like to share? I'm, I'm sure there's many, but uh, give us something that really surprised you in all your findings and all your studies and all your prayer. Give us something. Well, one of the greatest surprises is how Fatima would not be what it is today without the life of Francisco, Jacinta, and Lucia. They are not just three ordinary saints. They are saints who lived so deeply the vocation that God gave them that they changed uh, Portugal, the church in Portugal, and I have to admit the church, the, the church around the world, the way they were so faithful to the call, to the mission, to the gift. That's one of the things that surprised me. And that is a challenge for us who have the gift of being baptized. We have the baptismal grace. So if we are as well faithful to this great gift, how much we can change the face of the earth. And another thing that is surprised me, for example, trying to see the connection between the message of Fatima and the history of the world, the cause of Lucia, and even the, the impact in the, in the, I don't know, in the communism, in the, in these political aspects of the message of Fatima, which we say the theologians, the prophetic dimension of Fatima, is how much a single life can have impact in the history of the world when we are faithful to our vocation. Here we go again. So that uh, no one is without importance. No one is too small that cannot matter to this history of salvation. So one of the aspects that truly touched me and deeply made me, you know, appeared in my mind with, with a different light is when we surrender ourselves to the mother of God, to our lady, when we accept to live within this light that she carries, that is Jesus, our life 
really has an impact in the history of the world and in the history of salvation, because nothing is small for those who belong to God through the hands of Mary. Beautiful response. We're going to go to a break here on Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Get us also on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Talking with Sister Angela, Kevin Matthews will stay with us after these messages. And again, do not touch that dial. Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States veterans, thank you for your service. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Catholic Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab-and-go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity. Plus. We have a diaper depot to support low-income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000. 
Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackwitz and our guest are Sister Angela de Fatima Coelho, author of Inside the Light, Understanding the Message of Fatima, and Chicago radio legend and founder of the Broken Mary Project, Kevin Matthews. A quick question, Sister Angela. In all your research, in all your talks you've given, all the thousands of people you have talked with or have talked with you and shared insights, what's the biggest myth you'd like to dispel regarding the whole Fatima. Sometimes there's rumors flying, what it is, what it isn't. And is there a single myth you'd like to dispel and say, no, that is not true? Yes, Father, thank you for the question. One myth that is not, that I have to absolutely clear you, the all the secrets of Fatima are revealed and published. There are no more secrets. Everything took place in July, three parts, because published in three different occasions. First and second part of the Secrets of Fatima, the Secrets of Fatima were published on the 40s. The third part of the secret was published in the year 2000. So since then, no more secrets. The first part is concerned the vision of hell. The second part is concerned with the words that Our Lady said immediately after, you saw hell where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. So the second part of the secret is concerned with the importance of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in the history of salvation, the prophecy of the Second World War, um, you know, the history of the world. And the third part is the suffering of the church. So all of this are published, no more secrets. Say more about the suffering of the church, the third secret. Say more about that. Yes, Father. They saw in, in two moments um, one angel with a fl um, flaming sword trying to touch the earth, but he could not do anything to the earth because Our Lady was there. And with the splendor of her uh, right hand, she avoided the contact of the flames to touch the earth. Then they saw a pilgrimage of people that they, they understood was the church because in front of this pilgrimage was the Pope, the bishop dressed in white. So they were, she could see the pilgrimage um, climbing a steep mountain, difficult to climb, on the top of what there was a cross. So this pilgrimage led by the Pope was walking to the cross. But the thing is before that, they cross a city of in ruins. They climb the mountain, and when they arrive at the end of the, or the top of the mountain, there was a cross. They knelt in front of the cross at the feet, and there were some soldiers that, with guns and arrows, killed the Holy Father. So, touch the Holy Father, and he dies. And after him, thousands of people died. All you know, cardinals, bishops, secular people, young people. So, and then two angels under the arms of the cross, they recollect the blood of the martyrs and they sprinkle that blood on the people that were walking to God. So this is the third part of the secret, the suffering of the church, the suffering of the Holy Father, but also this church was called by God to cross the city of in ruins, which is to be present in the wounds of our people, of our church, to take care of the wounds, to take care of those who are away from God. 
that is symbolically present in this big city of in ruins. Now, Sister Angelo, so go ahead. Yes, Father, Father, go ahead, please. Were the first two secrets revealed to all three children and the third secret revealed only to Lucia? No, they saw all the three secrets together in July 13, 1917. Okay, so this was before the two younger children died. Yes, it was one vision altogether, three parts, because we can understand there are three subjects, but also published in three different moments. The other two parts were published, like I told you, around the 40s. Lucia was the only one alive, and our Lord gave her permission to write the secret on 1944, which she wrote on January 3rd, 1944. But the decision to make it publish was up to the Pope. And the Pope could do it anytime you want after 1960. So the Pope who decided to publish it was John Paul II after the attempt of assassination. Interesting. That's just fascinating. Uh, Kevin, you have traveled the country with Broken Mary. Um, you've talked to thousands and thousands of people. And like with Sister Angela, what's the biggest myth you'd like to tell people that this is not? You know, first of all, you've got a tremendous devotion to Mary through Broken Mary. And you're going to get your people who don't believe in this or say you, this is nothing but a hoax. What do you want to, what would you like to tell people or the biggest myth to, that you'd like to dispel regarding Broken Mary? Because of Sister... And I, when I went to Fatima for the 100th anniversary with a priest and a nun, and I left Fatima, I knew Mary's request to me was to plant the seeds of my rosary. And my job, I say that I'm Mary's roadie. <laughs> this, isn't about, this isn't about me. It's about Mary. Um, I bring Mary to people. And when Mary is there, she brings her son. And then there's, there's God. So I think the biggest myth I want to tell people, and it's not a myth. Hell is not a myth. And I learned so much and still do from Fatima. My, what's, what's feeds me is the rosary. The rosary is Mary's gift to us, and it's her umbilical cord. It's how we are fed her son, Jesus Christ. She's also asked us to return to the Eucharist, the body of her son. And foremost for me is the, uh, the sacrament of forgiveness. Those three things, the rosary, Eucharist, and sacrament of confession, those aren't myths. Those are those are are, are are tools that God has given us, Christ has given us, Mary has given us to enter the kingdom of heaven. I've been in prisons where people are serving life, but they're holding a rosary now. And I say to them, you get to choose where you want to go. One man said from prison, he said, I'm going to die in this prison. And I said, yes, but your devotion to God now, you're holding that rosary, you're holding Mary's hand. You get to decide where you want to go, heaven or hell. And I also proclaim the beauty of the sacrament of confession. I am so fortunate that there are women that have come to hear this talk, and now through the sacrament of confession, devotion to the rosary, and devotion to the unborn, these women 
have had abortions, but they're coming together as a group and they're showing that they can be forgiven. They're called daughters of sorrow. And it is, it is Mary who is bringing them to, to Jesus, to God, to forgiveness. So those are my three things, the rosary, the Eucharist, and uh, the confession. sacrament of confession. And I will tell All people, that, you know, as a, as a priest, I always tell people the sacrament of confession, reconciliation, God loves you and God forgives you. There's nothing on this earth that God will not forgive. So I'm not forgiving the sins. I celebrate with someone God's love, mercy, and forgiveness. But I always tell people upon the end of confession, you also have to be able to forgive yourself. You mm-hmm. have to be able to forgive yourself. A lot of people leave and say, I can believe that God forgives me, but I can't believe myself. If you say that, you've now made yourself bigger than God, which is now another problem, because we're not God. Let God be God, and we're not. So, so rosary and confession and Eucharist are the three cornerstones. And any closing words, Sister Angela, we have about 35, 40 seconds to go in trying to kind of wrap up the whole thing because you've been, both have been marvelous guests. What are closing thoughts you'd want to tell all our listeners, Sister Angela? On June 30, 1917, Our Lady told Lucia that Francisco and Jacinta was going to die. And, and uh, Lucia, um, realizing that she was to stay by herself without the best friends and the only ones who could understand everything she was living, she said, Our Lady, am I going to stay here by myself? And Our Lady answered Lucia, no, I will never leave you. My Immaculate Heart will be your refuge and the way that will lead you to God. So I want to share with every single one that is listening to us now. Many times in our lives, we feel we are alone, lonely, that nobody understands us or nobody can really be with us in the difficult moments. So I want you to be sure that it's also for you that the Blessed Mother told us, do not be afraid. I will not leave you. My Immaculate Heart will be your refuge, your companion, and the way that will lead you to God. What a beautiful way to end the program. So I want to thank in a very special way Sister Angela de Fatima Coelho, author of Inside the Light, Understanding the Message of Fatima, and Chicago radio legend and founder of the Broken Mary Project, Kevin Matthews. Sister Angela, Kevin, thank you for joining us. You've been fantastic guests this whole hour. Special thanks also to our producers, engineers, Michael May, Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock. To our listeners, thank you for listening this morning. God bless all of you and have a wonderful day. God bless you through Mary. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.